Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me future. That's hbs.me future. You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville Podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. Here with my friend Tim today. Keep it local. Tim, thanks for stopping in. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate you having me, man. Uh, my name is Tim Keesler. I own KeepItLocal.Delivery. Uh, we are a restaurant uh, and convenience delivery company here in Spring Hill. We're local. Uh, we do have a couple branches in Smyrna and South Franklin, but uh, Spring Hill is home, so this is where we do most of our deliveries. Awesome. So local company, Keep It Local, this is probably the best name for a company anyways. Right. Um, <laughs> now you guys do delivery services. You and I talked a little bit before the show about the type of delivery you do. Uh, you know, you do a lot of, I assume, businesses, right? People that are working their butt off. It's in a month. CPAs just got their break that they needed. So a lot of in-house delivery type services, right? Right. So uh, usually during the day, it's a lot of uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're delivering to offices and we do some homes delivery, but... Uh, typically at night it's residential and really? uh, we are probably about 30 to 70 percent from day to night uh, as far as uh, the sales go that big yeah wow so you have a lot of people that mom and dad just got home there's nothing made they say hey let's order something they don't want pizza they don't want chinese takeout and they say you know what there's this company here let's go ahead and reach out to them absolutely so um you know we we looked at the uh the area and about 90% of the people who um, live here commute. So mm-hmm. we thought about, hey, an eight-hour day, nine-hour day, two hours in traffic. You know, you got to get the kids. It's, it's right. an event to get food. It just made sense to try to get um, a service of convenience that could help all these people. And we really focused on more local restaurants than chains at this point. Yeah. And that's something. So I know there's other delivery places like yours, not quite like yours. Sure. But they have a list of places that you can order from. I imagine you guys have a similar list that you jump on your website, you can start ordering away, and and there you have it. Absolutely. So there's a roughly about uh, 20 different places to order from. Uh, majority are restaurants, but we do grocery delivery. We do alcohol delivery. Uh, we actually have our license let me, there. Let me stop you real quick. Yeah. Alcohol delivery. So I can call your company or hit your company's website and say, hey, I need a 12-pack of whatever I like to drink. And you have people that will load it up in the car and bring it to me when my kids are running around driving me crazy? <laughs> it's true. So wow. we, we had to get our liquor license, and basically it's the same one that a liquor store has, and we get a retail agreement. So we use one company, a local company called Patel's Wine and Spirits here in Spring Hill, and um, basically we can bring you anything you want. Everybody has their individual license, mm-hmm. and uh, they do liquor, wine, and beer. That's crazy. So how does that work from a legality standpoint? I imagine the person that opens the door has to show you an ID and all that other good stuff, yeah, just like if I was going to a liquor counter, so to ab- speak. Absolutely. Great question. And it actually is on the site. It tells you to have your ID ready. Right. Uh, we've had it happen before where mom or dad wasn't home from work yet, and their son tried to get the, the liquor, and unfortunately, <laughs> you know, we got to say no. Yeah. You know? That's a big fine. we got to protect ourselves. We don't want to lose this, right. this uh, privilege that we have. Right. Not to mention, I mean, heck. 
back in the 50s and 40s, they had the milkman. Now we got the liquor man. That's right. <laughs> that sounds like a service I could buy into. So we know that there's a cost to that. Now, when it comes to um, the liquor you and I talked about before, you can't upcharge it. So there's a flat fee, right? Correct. Or some sort of fee. Now, is it a flat fee per item or is it a flat fee? If I say, hey, I need 15 bottles of Jack, right. I'm having an alcoholic party. Sure. Is it just a flat fee for one? It's one flat fee uh, up to $70. Awesome. It's, and it's $7. Anything over $70 is 10% of whatever you spend. Wow. So it's still a great deal. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Throwing the kids in the car, driving down, Patel Liquors. I, that guy there, he's an awesome yeah. guy. Every time you walk in, as friendly as can be, super nice guy. Um, and loading up or even getting in my own vehicle and driving down the road and getting there and everything else is time consuming. So $7 is a really inexpensive price for it, especially if you're having a party. Exactly. You know, and liquor's you're, running low, you're the host, you don't want to bolt out the door to go get more, you don't want to send one of your guests to get some. Right, and you're risking getting somebody a DUI or anything like yeah. that, so it's a safety thing as well. Yeah, so cutoff times. You guys, 7 in the morning, 7 at night, 9 in the morning, 9 at night? So uh, we tried a couple different hours at the beginning. Right now we are uh, Monday through Thursday, 11 to 8. Friday mm-hmm. and Sat- or Friday we are 11 to 9. Saturday we're 12 to 9, and Sunday we're... 12 to 8. Awesome. Um, that could change in the future, but that's what we currently do. Right. Now, Tennessee just passed a law or an ordinance or whatever you want to call it where liquor is available on Sundays now. That's so true. do you guys fall into that same thing? That's true. Uh, all the liquor store owners got together and had a meeting, um, and they agreed upon a time that they're all going to participate. So it's nice. 12 to 6. Um, that's what we'll do on Sunday. Just keep in mind that if you order at 555, I probably can't get a driver there. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and I hate to dwell on the liquor sure. portion, but you got me there. Hey, it's pretty neat, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you said groceries as well. So there's these great services out there. Your Publix, your Walmarts, Kroger's, all the, the big shopping centers, they really offer this service. And that's order up your, your groceries. And you can drive up, and boom, there's there's somebody there with confirmation number, and they start loading them in your vehicle. Now, you mentioned there's a service that you guys provide where that's automated as well, where you can basically have a driver pick it up and drop it off at your house, correct? That's right. So uh, we currently use both Kroger locations here in Spring Hill, and we use Walmart. And so basically, you go online. There's, there's a link on our site to um, get your uh, shopping list completed, and then you just put in your name and confirmation number in right. the hour window that you want. We'll have a driver there to uh, pick it up and deliver it to your home. That's amazing. When you think about it, okay, so here's my thing. I'm thinking of my two children. Every Saturday that I'm in town, I have to watch my two kids. And I love my kids to death. Sure. But they would set the White House on fire if they had a chance. <laughs> I mean, these guys are crazy, you know. So um, loading them up. Now, now Shane and my girlfriend, she's much better at doing this, at, at putting the kids in the car and distracting them and entertaining them and getting them going. Me, by the time they're in the car, like if I start at 9 a.m., it's 5.30 p.m., you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just getting in the car, and it's a nightmare. So having a service like that, knowing that I can order, I put in a time, right, for pickup, That's right. and Maybe then I notify you guys and say, hey, it needs to be picked up at 6 o'clock at this Kroger location here, and you guys just load it up. Now, I have a family, so I place big orders. Sure. Does that affect the price on the order size? Not at all. That That's a flat rate, $10, no matter what you do. Right. That actually is available from 8 to 8. Wow. Uh, every day. Wow. So, you know, we realize that people have different schedules, so we try to be a little bit more flexible with the groceries. And that's that's awesome. Like, now I have a new favorite person. <laughs> because it makes life easy. Let's face it. You're not in a, a type of industry where um, this is a convenience-based industry. It is. You know, you're doing something. It, it comes at a cost. The cost is low. 
but you're doing something that is making people's lives easier. Absolutely. Kind of like dry cleaning was way back in the day. You know, you take your suits and ties there, and it's not because your wife can't iron them or you can't iron them. It's because that extra 30 minutes in the morning was too much time in order to iron up a shirt and some dress slacks. Absolutely. Know? That's really the, the, the plan of all of this is it's not one particular thing. It's many things to make it more convenient for, for right. the customer. Right. And the best thing is it's an affordable thing. It is. Now, if you're using this on a, every single day, this is how I get my food, it's going to get spendy. Sure. It you will. know. Yeah. But if you're like myself, end of month, it's a nightmare in here. Yeah. I mean, I'm busy. Jeff's busy. Everybody's busy. And the thought of eating sometimes doesn't even hit your mind until 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, could I place an order and say, hey, I want this delivered at 1, 1 to one thirty, somewhere in that ballpark? You can actually order all the way up to seven days in advance Wow, on anything that you want. Wow, that's crazy. So I could do the same thing with delivery with food? Absolutely. Stuff like food, that. groceries, alcohol, the same way. Um, now, the curious question, because I've ordered food, put it in my car, drive it to the house. You know, you get the heater blowing on it. You get the heated seat on You're trying to keep it warm. Sure. You get home and half of it's cold. Yeah. How do you guys keep that stuff warm? So we use uh, uh, commercial bags, um, heater bags and cooler bags. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when we first began, uh, we, we did run into a couple struggles, but uh, we worked all the kinks out. Uh, that is not a typical complaint that we get. Um, and, uh, you know, from a standpoint of if there is a quality issue or something like that, we take full responsibility. We don't push it back on wow. the restaurant. Wow, that's incredible. That's big because you get a, a pizza, let's say, and you open up the box and it's flipped upside down. I think Domino's just recently did like an insurance thing yeah. where no matter if you drop it or they drop it, right. it's covered. Yeah. You guys are essentially doing that without the extra fee. We do. And we give feedback to the restaurant, but and a lot of them will work with us, but that's not right. why we tell them. We tell them to improve. And right. we, we take full responsibility for when it happens. Once we leave that building, uh, it's, it's yours. on us. And it's your I, baby. I think that's important to really build guest and customer relations. Right. So one thing I think everyone that's listening probably wonders, how do you tip these guys? You sure. know, pizza guys, they show up and it's like, okay, 25 bucks, here's five bucks. Right. These are what these guys are making their, the bulk of their living off of is these tips, sure. right? So how do you compensate them? Sure. So um, a lot of our competitors uh, do it by delivery mm-hmm. um, or they will do a very minimum amount. Even pizza companies do lower amounts whenever you are driving. Uh, we do a flat rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody gets paid above, uh, way above uh, minimum wage. Right. And uh, tips, of course, are appreciated, um, but not expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can tip a percentage on the site. Everything's done through uh, online ordering. Mm-hmm. So you can tip a percentage, or you can tip your individual dollar amount. It gives you an option to do that, or you awesome. can tip in cash. You just have to pay for your bill online. Right. So the biggest thing is, guys, these guys are out there, they're hustling, guys and girls are out there jumping in their personal vehicles, right? That's right. Personal vehicles, running a service, don't forget to tip these guys. These are how people live. My, I grew up, my mom was a waitress her yep. whole life, my whole life. and Did restaurants for 25 years. Yeah, it, I mean, if you don't tip, these people go home with nothing. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, if it's a slow Wednesday and the crowd that normally comes in doesn't come in, that waitress is expecting to make 50 bucks that day and they make zero. Right. You know, or they make 10 bucks or something like that. So, you know, a lot of these people, it's instant money for them. Absolutely. It's how they get by. It's how they pay their bills. So let's remember um, when you're dealing with people like this to make sure you tip. Take care of your, your people, that. your drivers. So um, now, obviously, you have competition in other cities. Mm-hmm. This is the first really in the past couple of weeks that I heard of a company doing what you guys do, right. which is awesome. Um 
are you guys planning on expanding out to other cities? I know you said you have a little bit going on in Columbia and Franklin. Is that correct? So right now we have South Franklin and Smyrna, and mm-hmm. both of those are future orders. So you can order up in seven days advance, but it's not same-day ordering. Gotcha. Um, so it's great for offices. It's great for parties, things of that nature. We have right. a catering site on that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, we've had a lot of uh, requests for Columbia. We are thinking of doing that in 2019. Nice. Um, but right now, uh, we're really focusing on Spring Hill. Um, so expansion is is out there. Uh, if anybody is interested in purchasing franchises, we have that available as well. Right. Well, and Spring Hill is growing quicker than it I'm is. sure any business can realistically scale. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and we think about the people that benefit from this. We think about the the business owner that's at his office at 6, 7, 8 o'clock or her office 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night. We think about the parents that are at home trying to prepare a meal for their families. One one class of people I left out is elderly people. Yes. These are people that can't necessarily jump in their car and go order something, and they may, you know, the grocery delivery, something like that. So I know you mentioned the website. Let's say my grandma, you know, 85-year-old, uh, she doesn't know. She didn't have a smartphone. Sure. The smartest phone she has is the one that works in the kitchen. It's a cordless phone. I think the antenna still lifts up. So if she's in a situation where she can't, she wants uh, ABC Restaurant Company, and that's what she wants that night. Can she call you guys and say, hey, I want to order ABC Restaurant Company. Here's my card over the phone and take care of it that way? So um, we've had this happen quite often, actually, and, uh, you know, the... The problem with it is we take payment through our e-commerce site, so gotcha. it's really hard to track from you know uh, paying taxes and right. really getting our numbers right. But what we can do is help walk that person through mm-hmm. get over the phone. Okay, uh, if that doesn't work, I mean, two days ago I went to a guy's house and helped help the laptop. Walk in, yeah, you know? so I am not against it. And, you know, right. we prefer that you try to do this not during peak period, but I will definitely come to your house and help you get through it, so you understand how to use it. And that's the big thing. I think that you know it, it's the service that goes beyond. The expectation. I think, and I, I really feel like with the mission and what we've talked about briefly, is if you had somebody that needed the service but didn't have means to get it, you know, the, the elderly person or something like that, you guys would find a way to make Absolutely. it happen. And that's what really separates these locally owned businesses apart from chain businesses. For sure. If I'm the manager at XYZ Company, I'm not apt to go out and do anything above and beyond because I'm getting paid the same sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, regardless if I do it or not. Right. You guys are a locally owned business, and this is why I preach so much to shop local because of the fact that you're locally owned, which means that you're going to take care of the people in your community. Yes. Which means that you know your drivers are going to do the same thing, and they're held to a higher expectation than most people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that being said, remember when you're dealing with companies. Try to do what you can to deal with local companies. Keep it local, so yeah. to speak. I mean, that's really where the name came from. Yeah. You know, it was to take care of local restaurants, local people. Right. You know, it was really to support the community. And, and, and myself, of course, but, you know. Right, exactly. Well, and it's, dude, it's an awesome name. Yeah. Like, how many places wish they would have thought of that name first? <laughs> like, you see it and you're like, oh, what, is this a radio station? Or, you know, but it's it's a great opportunity. It's a great name. Um I think that what you guys are doing, you know, the $10 flat fee for for delivery of groceries, like I'm going to take advantage of that. Absolutely. There's no reason why I shouldn't because it's easier for me to just say, boop, 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 call the girlfriend and say, hey, there's going to be groceries there at 6 o'clock. And she's like, what? And all of a sudden they show up. Now, if you guys put them in the fridge, (laughs) I don't think we can get that to happen. But Well, we're we're still looking at the liability there. (laughs) I'm sure it's high, whatever it is. So, um, 
any any struggles or anything, you know, starting a new business up in, in any city is difficult. Starting a new business up in Spring Hill, Tennessee is a little more difficult because there's such rapid growth. There's weights on permits, licensing, anything, everything like that. Any big obstacles that you guys faced while you guys were setting up? Sure. There was actually quite a few. Um, I think getting the name out there has probably been the toughest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're over a year now, and, and there's still people who didn't know about us. And um, so we're, you know, we're growing uh, uh, every day. I get new clients. Good. So we track it on uh, Google Analytics. We know we're getting a lot more people in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a big struggle, uh, getting restaurants uh, to understand what we did, getting the community to really get it. Because this type of industry uh, didn't exist here in this time right. until we started it. So right. um, it was really it was really teaching people what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big part of it. Um, you know, the, the getting a liquor license was a challenge. Uh, I think we were second in the state to get it um, when wow. we did get it. Now there's quite a few more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, honestly, it'd be easier to tell you what wasn't a challenge mm-hmm. than it would tell you what Sounds like my is. business. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... What did you struggle with? Well, let's see. That list is 50 pages long. What I didn't struggle with is half a page. Right. So yeah, that's let's probably, go over that that's one. That's pretty much where we are. <laughs> right, right. But we learned a lot. I mean, yeah. I, I've learned so much about the industry. I did a ton of research for six months before I started it against all right. of our competitors around the country and, and around the world. Yeah. Um, so I tried to, to make as few mistakes as possible. Well, and it takes a lot. People don't realize the perseverance that comes in. You've got a family. You're trying to start a business. Yeah. For any of us, unless you've got a, a lump savings, right. money starts getting a little bit slim it as is. you're running along, and it stresses you out. And a lot of people do the opposite of what some people do, and that's they just quit. Yeah. You know, it's easier to go back to the nine to five. You said you did restaurants. Yeah. Twenty something years. Yeah, twenty over twenty five years. Yeah. So twenty five years, it'd be easier to jump back in a an opening restaurant and just say, "Hey, I'm I'm done. Let me get my sixty fifty thousand dollars here, whatever it is." Right. Um, so the perseverance that it takes to do something new, to be the first, you yeah. know, in, in your area, that's something we're going to tap into. That's a follow-up show. We're going to talk about that because I want I want people to understand the struggles. I want sure. people that are thinking about opening businesses to sit there and listen and say, okay, these are the things I'm going to go through as a new business owner. So what I'm experiencing is something that's expected, Absolutely. you know, and I, I think it's going to help future people that are opening up businesses. And I think that, you know... People being able to learn from each other, the abundance mindset is what's going to help us all grow at the end of the day. I completely agree. I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm fortunate to know the people I know that are business owners and everything else because those are lessons I can take from them as well. Absolutely. So that's huge. Um, any closing remarks? Any? Tell me again. Website. How do I get sure. in touch with you? So it's keepitlocal.delivery. Um, and everything's done online. But like uh, AJ said, we you, if you call... You know, we'll help walk you through it over the phone. Right. If I need to come to your house, I will. But uh, we do around 20 uh, restaurants, three grocery stores, a liquor store, a vape shop, and we're always looking to get more stuff. Yeah. So if you own a local business that has some type of consumer good that is at a, a high demand, obviously you don't want somebody that's saying, hey, flower pots, come pick them up. Sure. But if you are a local business owner, you are listening to this, please feel free to reach out to these guys. Uh, you may be able to, to formulate a partnership Absolutely. that's going to help out. Now, right now, I, I understand that it's costing the consumer a little bit of money. It is. But you're moving towards, hopefully after building a little bit, to have that cost absorbed by by the, the place that's being ordered from or something of that nature, right? Correct. So the business model that's set up uh, in the industry all over is that they take part of the cost. Right. Um, because this was such a new idea for this community um 
people really don't want to come off the money, which I totally understand it. But yeah. now that we have data to back it, and I can show dollars, uh, right. you know, dollars make sense. So um, that it does. I, I'm hoping that uh, we can lower some of the costs through that. Awesome, awesome. So once again, if you're a local business owner, you want to reach out to these guys, please go to their website. There's contact information on there. Absolutely. Um, also, if you are a person that's listening to this podcast, you know somebody that will benefit from this, please share this podcast with them. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is actually our Friday show, so thanks so much for coming in, Tim. I appreciate everything. Um, I'm going to use you guys. Hey, all right, man. <laughs> So hopefully everyone else that's listening uses you guys as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, Ed. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville Podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe. Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me slash future. That's hbs.me slash future.